do big name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford in Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lugnuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want, selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 in Bush. Man, what an interesting weather day today. Cloudy at high of 38. Tonight, a little less cloudy, but there's clouds out there. You can see them if you look carefully. Low of 26, and then for tomorrow, more clouds, high of 44. It's about 29 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Good Lord, there's so much going on the show today. I hardly know where to begin, other than to say it should begin right now. That's fair enough. It's 536 on Rock 102. Rock 102 has your big game hookup. One lucky listener is going to win a sweet prize pack that includes a $100 gift certificate. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be, uh, well, a little bit of snow showers throughout the area this morning and then a high of 36 for the day. Tomorrow, high of 43. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, as usual, the Super Bowl ads are either being teased or fully revealed online before the game, which kind of really kills the surprise on game day. I, I, that's how I feel about it. You know, when they first started doing it, not everybody was using the YouTubes to check it out. Now everybody watches it. Now everybody watches it. There's no, uh, it almost takes away the reason to even watch the, the game at all. Well, especially if you're not interested in the two teams that are playing, what 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 is your incentive to, to watch? Like, why wouldn't that be the incentive for people to watch? Because everybody else in the bar is watching it. But you already put it out online weeks before. I like a little bit of surprise. Uh, you he, know, since the game is so scripted. Well, the game is scripted. Uh, that's why Taylor Swift's going to save everything. And uh, right. I, I want to get into that whole political thing, too, now. But uh, that's going to be that's another conspiracy. <laughs> uh, Edie Falco did an anti-dairy ad for PETA. The gist is that dairy cows have their newborn calves taken from them so that the milk that was meant for those calves can be used for human consumption instead. Man, that's awful. You know what uh, else is awful? What? How delicious, uh, like a veal parmesan sandwich tastes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I weep for those uh, for those animals every I, time I sink my teeth into that delicious sandwich. I, I, I just you know, this woman was uh, was married to a mob man who killed people. Yeah. But yet here she is defending animals. I don't understand this. And then she was hooked on drugs on that other show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the where she was the nurse. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Where was the protest when uh, when Tony and uh, Polly Walnuts and uh, Christopher were all yeah. jamming gabagool down their mouth? Yeah. That came from an animal, too. Yeah, you... What you did what to an alpaca? 
<laughs> that would have been a good show. That would have been, been a good been, really been. Then Kate McKinnon and Pete Davidson appear in a Hellman's mayonnaise ad that pokes fun at Pete's dating history, so that should be hilarious. David and Victoria Beckham are uh, pretty funny in a teaser for their Uber Eats ad. Uh-huh. Jessica Aniston is going to be in, in it, too. Jennifer or Jessica? Well, they call her Jessica. I, I don't know. I, it's, don't, it's, 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 don't. I don't know. So, yeah, you can go check out all of these on YouTube. They're all, uh, if you just Google Super Bowl commercials 2024, you'll find the entire channel. And they keep populating every day. Oh, good. Something to do. Uh, songs from artists like Taylor Swift and Drake might be disappearing from TikTok today. Universal Music Group says they failed to come to a fair licensing deal with TikTok for their mu- artist's music. But I always wondered how they got around that because there's a lot of music that I can't believe for a moment that uh, users are chipping in for. It's a free service to use. Yeah. TikTok proposed paying our artists and songwriters at a rate that is a fraction of the rate that similarly situated major social platforms today. Ultimately, TikTok is trying to build a music-based business without paying fair uh, value for the music. Are they? Is there full songs available? Or is it using the song in a video? It's using the song in a video to promote anything. And, you know, there's a there's a whole idea of something called fair use. Yeah. Where the belief is if you lo- use 30 seconds of less or less of a song, then it's okay. But but that's not true. But but that's how, isn't that how radio gets away with it? Because we pay for royalties to these those companies like yeah. BMI and, you know, ASCAP. all those things. ASCAP. Ass. You said ass. But cap, too. Okay, but so so they do that. Yeah. And then, like, we're allowed to play, like, a bed of music, you know, 10 to 15 seconds long without having to, to pay for that. We have the rights to, we have paid for the rights to use that music however we want. But TikTok and um, other other sources, if you add music that you did not get the pay for the rights to use, yeah. you are basically in violation of copyright law. Uh, Universal also added that TikTok currently accounts for about 1% of revenue. So it's not okay. that much. I, I don't know. I did this whole thing with the music artist and wanting your money for your, for your time and your art, whatever. Uh, no, actually, they're totally entitled to that money. Bring back Napster. Yeah, that's going to happen. Well, it could. Wouldn't you want to see Napster come back? No. Uh, let's see. Uh, in recognition of the Grammys this Sunday, uh, here's a little love to all the favorite artists who have yet to win one. Mentalfloss.com put together a list of 35 popular Grammy-less artists that might surprise you. ABBA. Never that I can't believe. The Backstreet Boys. Hmm. Uh, the Beach Boys. The Beach Boys never won a Grammy? Never won a Grammy. Maybe really? Brian Wilson did, but not... Uh, I, don't no, know. I don't even know if he did. Uh, how did that win a Grammy for, like, good vibrations? Huh? How, did that, how did that, was that even possible? A good vibrations? Yes. What's, good vibrations. I never heard that song before. Is that by the Beach Boys? The Beach Boys, yes. Mm, a, never heard that. It was like one of their... Uh, was that one of their low hits that No, they had? actually it was uh, perhaps their biggest selling hit. Yeah, I never heard of that. Before. Really? Yeah. I'd sing it for you, but they were running short on time. Uh Bob Marley? Mm-hmm. Well, well, I mean, he's a comedian. I when does he win a what, No, Grammy? the uh, the the uh, the singer, the, the reggae singer. The Dead Rastafarian? Yeah, that's the oh, one. That guy. That guy. Uh Demi Lovato? 
Uh, is it Demi or Demi? I don't know. Have you ever heard of Demi tractor trailer before? I have not. Uh, Diana Ross. Diana Ross, Ross never won one? Yeah. Come on. Guns N' Roses never won a Grammy. Jennifer Lopez, the Jonas Brothers, Journey, Katy Perry, Kiss. Uh, Queen never won a Grammy. That's weird. Yeah, it is uh, It is a little suspect. Uh, Snoop and Tupac. You know, we're all the albums that Tupac keeps putting out even after he's been long dead. Puts out five records a year. You'd think somebody would say, hey, you know what? Maybe he's finally good for a posthumous Grammy. He's almost at the point where he's made as many records as Jimi Hendrix did since he died. Probably. Uh, Let's see. Kim Kardashian and her sister Kylie stepped out together in Paris last week, both, both wearing sheer dresses. Kim's was black and netted, while sister Kylie showed off a head to toe shimmery and wet look dress. Really, she was. She was had something to say. Oh my God! The last time I was shimmery and wet head to toe was when Ray J pulled his pump roast out. I'm like, I can't say that one. Beef steak Charlie. <laughs> okay. And and covered me with high cucktoast porn syrup and the <sighs> sex tape even versus on you porn for thirty nine ninety five. Uh, Caitlin? Well, I never got that done to do with your mother, Chris Kim, but she once uh, tongue buffed the pink turnip head. Okay. It looked like I was giving her the reverse Heimlich. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is after she finished giving a tonsil ride to the tan banana, I arrived on her like John Wick. That's three shots to the chest and two to the face. <laughs> this gal is dirty. <laughs> of course dirty, it is. Dirty, dirty, dirty girl. Uh, and uh, and there you go. That's uh, your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah! We know you're busier than ever before. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, yesterday I spoke a little bit about the thrills and excitement of this weekend's NFL Pro Bowl activities in Las Vegas, Nevada. I told you about the skills competition that begins tomorrow. I told you about the 7-on-7 flag football game, which has totally replaced the historically boring and tepid football exhibition that has long been a Pro Bowl tradition for generations. Instead, they've replaced it with a low-contact flag game for cash prizes, which is something you might see at Blunt Park or at the Kennedy Compound. And while the idea of this week's Pro Bowl activities may seem moderately interesting to some, they aren't the only ones preparing for for some real excitement. As hockey fans around the world prepare for this weekend's NHL All-Star activities in Toronto, Canada. Yeah, that's right. The NFL isn't the only kid in the block throwing a shindig this weekend. The NHL is doing it too. And just like their counterparts in professional football, the NHL has a whole lineup of activities that will blow you away. Such as the All-Star Skills presentation presented by DraftKings. This includes 12 players competing in such events like the Fastball Fastest Skater Competition, the Rogers Hardest Shot Contest, the Upper Deck Stick Handling Event, the Tim Hortons One-Time Competition, the Scotiabank Passing Challenge, and the Cheetos Accuracy Shooting Competition. The top eight of those players will then advance to the Honda NHL Shootout, where the winning player could land up to as much as $100,000, which, based upon the current Canadian exchange rates, could be worth $134,190 in Canadian cash. And of course, you'll have the All-Star Game on Sunday, which I'm sure will be very exciting too. So, the question now is, with all those exciting choices to choose from, 
Which one are you going to ignore the most? Are you going to aggressively ignore the NFL Pro Bowl activities or are you more likely to skip the NHL All-Star Weekend? Frankly, I'm a bit torn. On one hand, I have a stack of things I'm currently binging on Peacock Plus that the NHL made me buy. Plus, I also have a life to lead. And then some of those things require my attention, too. Could it be possible that I might have to choose to ignore both of them? Believe you me, it's a strong possibility because I prefer to be entertained instead. But hey, and if my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You can uh, go to the Ludlow Rockies and scream uh, to your uh, as loud as you can. Hey, AJ, can you help me with some power tools? AJ at the Ludlow Rockies is the power tool expert of that place. He knows his stuff. Good people like AJ and rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 613 in Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Going to be uh, some snow showers this morning, uh, throughout the, depending on where you are throughout the Pioneer Valley, and a high of 36 for today. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 43. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. Didn't I just say to you, like last week, we really need another state police scandal? Yeah, because it had been so yeah. long since the last one. What well, was it, like six months? Yeah, it's not fun when they're not scandalous. <laughs> I mean, Otherwise, yeah. they're just cops on the road. I know. But know? We, we had such mileage out of that uh, that whole overtime scandal. I thought yeah. uh, you know that would last for a little bit longer than it did. Uh, this came out yesterday. Six people, including current and former Mass State Police Troopers, have been arrested as part of an alleged bribery conspiracy to give guaranteed passing scores to certain commercial driver's license applicants. Is that wrong? Should I have not have done that? You know, on paper, uh, it's probably wrong. But, uh, you know, if you're just sitting around, uh, yeah. say, like a bar and say, no. hey, what do you think of this idea? I don't think it sounds so wrong that way. According to the uh, Department of Justice, two current and two former Mass State Troopers, along with two civilians, have been arrested for allegedly passing unqualified CDL applicants in exchange for items like a new snowblower or a driveway. Ooh, a, dr- a whole driveway? Well, listen. Uh, How do you deliver that? I don't know. <laughs> what exactly? What do you? Mo- is it like one of those molds, like one of those swimming pools, where you, where it's already molded into the ground, and you just have it delivered on a big flatbed? <laughs> yeah, that seems about right. Yeah. Uh, f- let's see. Here's the people charged: uh, MSP Sergeant Gary Cedarquist, which I believe is uh, Cedric the Entertainer. Also- <laughs> Cedarquist the Entertainer. Uh, Trooper Joel Rogers. Uh, who was related to Mr. Rogers, I'm sure. I don't right. think so. Uh, retired trooper Calvin Butner. Butner! Butner! Butner. Retired MSP trooper Perry Mendez uh, and Scott Camera and Eric Matheson. Both of those people are uh, are civilians. Can I just take a moment? Yeah. Uh, you know, just uh, I think this is, this is uh, really interesting. It's always good when someone local uh, does great. Uh, Scott Camera. 42 yeah. is yeah. from my hometown of Rehoboth. Oh, do you know him? I do not yeah. uh, know him. Uh, he's a little bit younger than me, actually quite a bit yeah. younger than me. So we, But I'm sure we know a lot of people in common. I, I can almost oh, guarantee I'm sure, it. I'm sure you do. I mean, he must know people. I must know people. Together, we probably know a lot of common common ground. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like me living up in the hill towns. I might not know everybody, mm-hmm. but somebody knows somebody else. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Well, in Rehoboth, it's a very small town, and people are very, yeah. very nosy. 
Uh, they're all charged with conspiracy to falsify records, conspiracy to commit extortion, extortion, uh, honest services, mail fraud, falsification of records, false statements, and perjury. Butner and Mendez, those are the uh, the two uh, civilians. Mm-hmm. That actually sounds like a like a seventies yacht rock group. Oh, and now the sweet sounds of Butner and Mendez. <laughs> They were arrested on didn't Monday. Then they sing that uh, song, Thank You for Passing My License. I believe that's what it was, yeah. Uh, they were arrested on Monday in Florida and scheduled in federal court at a later date. This is big. This isn't like a state investigation. This is a federal investigation because you falsified records. The uh, remaining men were arrested on Tuesday morning mm-hmm. and are scheduled to uh, at 2 p.m. in the federal courthouse in Boston. Mass State Police uh, Sergeant Cedarquist was in charge of uh, MSP's CDL unit, and Trooper Rogers and retired troopers Butner and Mendez were members. This uh, unit is in charge of administering CDL skills test. Between May of 2019 and January of 2023, the four troopers and others worked together to give preferential treatment to around 17 CDL applicants Mm. by agreeing to give passing scores on their skill tests whether or not they passed using the cold word GOLDEN to identify these applicants who receive special treatment. Texts allegedly from Cedarquist and uh, Butler, it's not Butler, it's Butner, talk about uh, some of the applicants, and uh, each one uh, received a passing score, such as, quote, Your buddy passed yesterday. He owes you. That's an automatic fail leaving the door open. <laughs> this guy is a mess, LOL. He owes you a prime rib six-inch, four compounds, and no watch. This must be like truck driver talk because right. I don't understand what these are. Your buddy is a mess. He owes you big time. He will be fine, though. Anything for you. You know, I uh, I don't uh, know a whole lot about, like, the police academy or yeah. police training or, or anything like that, but... Isn't the whole thing about uh, bribery one of the first things they teach the cops in the academy? Yeah, but you know what? People get caught up in, uh, you know, if, listen, if somebody offered me a new driveway. Yeah. I might think about that. Well, listen, uh, yeah, driveways, uh, driveway repair or, or new blacktop can be very expensive, as, yeah. as you know. And it is uh, something that uh, only some uh, qualified professional should really handle. But nevertheless, uh, bribery. Yeah. I believe is one of the first things they tell you as a cop, don't take a bribe when it is offered to you. That is a a crime. Okay, but let's just say you needed a new driveway. Sure. And uh, you're in this business, and somebody comes up to you and says, Paxi, I really want those tickets to the Deerfield Craft Fair. Yes. Like, that's a hot item, and they're really hard to come by. Mm -hmm. If I were to give you a driveway... Could you give me four <clears throat> Deerfield craft fair tickets, Steve? The uh, old Deerfield craft, fair, no, not I, the new I, Deerfield. I understand the old Deerfield. Uh, but my answer would be the same uh, to that guy as yeah. to the guy that wants the Springfield camping and RV show tickets. Um, those are not mine to give. Yeah, the answer to uh, to that would have to be uh, no, thank you. And I only say that because I believe it's good to be polite. What about some bougie new blacktop? I love a good, uh, I love freshly pouring blacktop yeah. like anybody else. But I'm, I'm gonna have to say no to that offer. Uh, he's a mess. Class A truck, two psi lost with truck running truck cut hour again while timing. Ha 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 ha! Crying face emojis. And uh, finally. 
Total mess, this guy. I think sometime we should just do what we can, but not golden. So mm, there was yeah. no gold for that guy, yeah, according to Mass.gov. Yeah. Some guy didn't bring it to the table. Right. Yeah. According to Mass.gov, a commercial driver's license allows a customer to operate a commercial motor vehicle. you got to be 18 years old to apply for a CDL, but you got to be 21 to drive a commercial motor vehicle in interstate commerce. Uh, in Massachusetts, the pass rate in, was 48% in 2019, 44% in 2020, and 41% mm. in 2021. That seems very low for passing rates for truck drivers. 48%? Yeah. That doesn't seem like a very good ratio to people who should. I was thinking like maybe 75 or 80%. Well, I mean, what is what is a passing grade typically? I don't know what the for passing someone, grade For someone who doesn't have an association with a state cop? I don't know. But even the lowest passing grade, you'd still get a – you're still a driver. Yeah, no, I get yeah. that. But I, I would think that if, uh, if I'm a motorist, you know, driving on a major interstate highway every single day of my life yeah. and there are truckers all over the place, I want to be sure that the trucker um, deserved to get that license yeah. and just isn't uh, – wasn't given special favors. I mean, how do, how do I know that truck driver knows what the hell he's doing? Right. Acting U.S. Attorney Josh Levy said this all began in 2018. The troopers all allegedly passed applicants who failed the test, took an abbreviated test, or didn't even take the test at all. Levy said their investigation found at least two dozen people who received a CDL, even though they didn't pass. And you can see them each and every day out on the Mass Pike, swerving back and forth throughout traffic with a giant 18-wheeler. <laughs> that is, uh, That would make me mad if I was like a, a truck driver who went through it Mm-hmm. the legit way you know for all the all the schooling you got to go through for that all the uh, you know making sure that you can parallel park a giant 53 foot trailer all that stuff oh yeah but uh i want to uh i want to just uh you know go back here because you could you can go back uh you know many years mm-hmm. uh, everything from uh, uh the trooper gate scandal yeah yeah you know, removing you know Certain details from uh, investigations, uh, overtime fraud, embezzlement, kickbacks, uh, uh, the bear crawl, backlash from 2022, uh, the dropouts. It, it just seems like the state cops are creative as hell. Well, and I have to applaud their moxie. You know, it's like if you if you don't have a scandal, then something's really wrong. Like, you, you, you've had all these other ones over the past 15 years or so. Yeah. And if you don't keep up that pattern of having a scandal, then what kind of trooper are you? Uh, an honest one? Whatever. <laughs> Why don't you go down to Connecticut and change your name to something <laughs> fake? Yeah, it's Dick, it's it's uh, it's Barry McOchner down there in the uh, patrolling the I-91. It's 623 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. About 626 of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown will give you the forecast because he's really good at it. Uh, Rock 102's got your big game hookup. You know, uh, the big game is uh, right around the corner. What did I say? About 11 days away from today? Yeah. Go to rock102.com. Sign up for your chance to win. Get a load of this uh, big fat prize package. A $100 gift certificate to the Hangar Pub and Grill. That's a good place. A $100 gift certificate to the Tudor House Liquors in uh, East Law Meadow. I've been there. Lots of liquor in there. Uh, lots of liquor. Uh, quite a lot uh, of it. It's called the Tudor Liquor House, isn't it? Uh, yes. And, or uh, Tudor House Liquors. Tudor House Liquors. Yeah. And a solo stove bonfire, courtesy of Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the National Football League, and sponsor of Super Bowl 58. We'll choose the winner on February 9th. The only way to do it, sign up on rock102.com. Your chance to win the big game hookup from Rock 102. 
Springfield's classic rock. Uh, hey, you want to laugh? Eh, sure. All right, fine. It's Bex and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. Hey, uh, what's the difference between a light bulb and your mom? I don't know. What's the difference between a light bulb and your mom? Well, you know what? Your mom's a lovely woman. I can't do this to her. That's the end. That's it? Yeah, that's it. Well, just let's say any mom. No, that's the joke. Like, that's it? Yeah, that's that's the punchline is like I'm trying not to be. Because your mother is a lovely woman. I wouldn't uh, say anything disparaging about her. What a disappointing joke this was. Was it? Isn't it a disappointing joke every day here? You know well, that. Now, well, now that, that you bring it up, that that's been a staple since this show began back in 1995. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102. 6:30 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Uh, two people have been arrested and charged in connection with the homicide of a Springfield teenager in 2022. On Monday, Vermont police arrested 32-year-old Ashley Wicks and 28-year-old Sean Bolson, both of Bennington, Vermont, and charged them with accessories after the fact to the deadly shooting. Wicks has also been charged with conspiracy to commit murder. State police uh, police believe the incident occurred between 10.30 p.m. and 11.30 p.m. on February 2nd of 2022. State police were called around 8.45 a.m. on the 3rd for a report of a man found dead with gunshot wounds on the side of Danby Mountain Road in Danby, Vermont. The man was identified as 17-year-old Isaiah Rodriguez of Springfield. An autopsy ruled his death as a homicide. Officers determined the homicide was connected to a dispute among a group of people regarding stolen firearms and drug trafficking. Wilkes and Bolson will be arraigned, uh, well, I guess they were arraigned yesterday in Vermont Superior Court in uh, Bennington. A future hearing will also be held to decide if Wicks should also be charged with the conspiracy count. Vermont State Police say additional arrests are expected in the future involving this case as their investigation continues. Um, the Wilbraham police officer, Cameron Prosperi, who sustained a gunshot wound during a shooting incident on Saturday, January 20th, is making progress in his recovery. The incident unfolded when Wilbraham police officers responded to a residence on Old Carriage Drive following a 911 call reporting a resident threatening others inside the home. Upon arrival, Wilbraham police uh, outside of the residence exchanged gunfire with a 53-year-old man, later identified as Michael Ortega, who was inside the home. During the exchange of gunfire, Officer Prosperi was struck and suffered serious injuries. The officer was brought to the hospital where he underwent emergency surgery. According to Wilbraham police, Prosperi is in stable condition and his recovery is underway. However, it's anticipated that Prosperi will require additional surgeries, marking a challenging road to recovery. Mm. Yeah. Well, at least he's he's alive and he's he's healing. But uh, that's going to be a a long recovery. Wow, amazing! Especially with multiple uh, multiple surgeries uh, scheduled ahead. Uh, we wish him well. Uh, let's see. Oh, there's a spring. Uh, Shriners Children's New England has proudly announced that a 12 year old patient, Andrew from Springfield, will be performing the national anthem at the prestigious East West Shrine Bowl. That's pretty cool. That's cool. The uh, nationally televised uh, all-star college football game is set to take place at the Star in Frisco, Texas on Thursday, February 1st. Andrew Bennett's journey is marked by his resilience against uh, dysplasia, Ephesilis hemolica. I I don't know what this disease is called. Also known as Trevor's disease, which is a rare uh, congenital bone development disorder 
where an extra bone grows in a joint. Uh, diagnosed over a year ago, this condition occurs in only one in one million children experiencing excruciating pain in his left foot, particularly during activities. Andrew's family sought answers, leading him to the Shriners uh, Children's New England under the care of dedicated professionals. Andrew quickly overcame his challenges and returned to performing without the foot pain. Hmm. Uh, so he's going to be uh, performing at the at this game on Thursday, which is uh, pretty cool. It's, it's nice a- to see people like, you know, yeah, recover it's, from things like that. It's a rare skeletal development disorder characterized by an asymmetric overgrowth of cartilage. Yeah. Wow. And males are three times more affected than fem- than females that are. That sounds very painful. It sounds ridiculously painful. Um, hey, here's some big news on the 22 News website. Help 22 News Storm Team meteorologist Chris Buzakis name his new puppy. They're welcoming a new member to his family this week, a puppy. Oh, that's great. What started as a small conversation piece between Chris and some radio show on another station mm-hmm. during his daily weather updates, interest in his new puppy has sparked on the internet. Uh, Chris and his wife will be picking up the eight-week-old miniature Dachshund from Sweeney's Weenies in Windsor, New York. Uh-huh. Their puppy will also make a special appearance on Mass Appeal this Friday. Ooh, how did wow. they get that appearance? He must know somebody over there. Chris and his wife are still deciding uh, what to name their new puppy and uh, want to hear your opinion. Is she a Coco or a Hershey? Let us know on our Facebook page. These are uh, these are very difficult questions to uh, to know for sure. But uh, does this radio show typically do these kinds of uh, these kinds of things? Where let's name the dog. I don't know. We should call it uh, Buzakis's bitch. Yeah, yeah. That's see. That's what you get on this radio station. Yeah, over there you get. Oh, let's call him Fluffy. Yeah, just see, like yeah. the content. That you listen to every morning. Fluffy. All right. What's the most embarrassing thing you own? Kind of surprised you didn't lead with this story. I had no idea Chris Bazakis was a uh, was a dog lover. Well, and then now had a puppy he has to to name. He's got that uh, Eddie Munster haircut thing going on there. Oh, let's see. Listen, that's neither uh, here. The, no, but I'm I mean, sure the dog will the, love him no matter what. You think the dog was like, "Whoa, you've got uh, you got quite the widow's peak there, pal." Listen, it's a perfectly good look. Is it? Sure it is. I know some people only wish they had hair up there. I do. I wish I did. See? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, uh, we're going to go to the lengths to name the guy's puppy. Let's name it for him. (laughs) (laughs) See, I would go with the Mr. Gozinia or Uh one of those uh, those kind of names. Right. Yeah. Haywood. Haywood. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was right. right uh, what is that? Jab, 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 jabble? Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right, know, right, yeah, right. I don't yeah, know how to yeah. say that one uh, right off the uh, the top. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think we should name his puppy. What do you think? Yeah, you know what? I think uh, I think they got it covered over there. <laughs> I think maybe maybe, uh, maybe they should be the ones to name the puppy for Bozakis. You know, I, I've been hearing uh, they were releasing this Billy Joel song tomorrow, right? Yeah. This new Billy Joel song that, ha- you know, he's the first time in 30 years that he's written so whatever, whatever the deal is, right? And, like, all these radio stations are releasing it at 7 a.m. I think we should play it at 6.45. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. Try yes. to get the jump. You can hear it here, and then we'll play five seconds of it and then trash it because it's probably junk anyway.
Well, it's Billy Joel. I mean, you know, he's well, had a successful mean, career. hasn't had a hasn't had a real substantial hit since uh, what is it? River of the Night. River of the River of the Dreams. River of the river, Dreams. River, whatever the hell it is. I don't yeah, even yeah, know all that good stuff. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we play them every day here. We play at least uh, "Moving Out" or uh, one of those songs. True. I yeah. mean, we play like a piano man every once in a while, but yeah. you don't hear any of the uh, the '90s Billy Joel stuff. No. Like, we don't play Uptown Girl. I don't know why we don't. We should play because they play Uptown Girl. We don't play for the longest time because oh, they do. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, nearly three years to the day after a robbing on a Boston robbing a Boston Road convenience store at gunpoint, a Springfield man was sentenced to 23 years in prison. On Friday, 50-year-old Warner Donaldson was found guilty of armed robbery while masked, assault with a dangerous weapon, and larceny under $1,200. On February 28th of 2021, uh, Springfield police responded to the 500 block of Boston Road for a report of a robbery. Police learned that Donaldson flashed a gun during the robbery and demanded the cashier give him all the money in the register. No one was injured during the uh, the time of the crime. Donaldson took off down Boston Road with about $600 in cash. Man, 23 years for 600 bucks. <laughs> doesn't even that seem does, worth that it. That doesn't seem worth it at all. Witness described uh, the seeing the suspect in an all-black hoodie, pants, sneakers, along with latex gloves and a mask. Police also obtained surveillance video of the crime, which led to the warrant for Donaldson. Four hours after the incident, police arrested Donaldson at his family home on Stewart Street. I guess if you're, he- are you were you held for that time? Um, probably, right? Yeah, I mean, at least for a little while. But uh, well, at least you get time served for the two years that it took to get this trial going and, and over with. So that's still 18 years, right? Or 21. It's 21, 23 years. 23 years? Yeah. yeah. Minus two. But that's a lot. You'll have a lot of time to think about whether that 600 bucks is worth it. Yeah, that, does, that, that, that seems like a little... Uh, you'd better off be going to a bank. See, these are all the things that uh, you would learn in the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. Another, oh, another yes. failed member of society that I couldn't train and or I couldn't take under my wing. There should be like a whole the curriculum people. of uh, if you want to dance, you got to pay the fiddler. Like, you know, if, you know, if, this, if you're going to commit this crime, you got to expect you're going to get this. Yeah. Yeah. 23 I, years for selling, for stealing 600 bucks from a convenience store. Are you really willing to put it all on the line for that. I can see three years, not twenty-three years. That's a that's, that's a, a lot, lot that's man. A that's lengthy, a lengthy session. I mean, you must have had to commit a bunch of uh, like other crimes on top of this. Yeah, there might be uh, some some history to this guy that we don't know about that Possibly. only the court knows about. A uh, 35-year-old man named Travis Jones got arrested in West Haven, Connecticut, on Monday night after stealing a truck filled with thirty thousand dollars worth of ice cream. It was a delivery truck for Indian ice cream brand called Shahi Kulfi. The driver was parked outside of a business when Travis jumped in the truck and took off. Police started canvassing the area and eventually spotted the truck speeding down the highway uh, on its way out of town. They pulled Travis over and arrested him without incident. He's facing charges for first-degree larceny and larceny of a motor vehicle. Mm-hmm. That's a ice cream truck. You didn't get away with that? That would have been the first. I would have been pulling over to the side of the road and just throwing half gallons out the side of the back. Ice cream for everybody. Yeah, but that little, uh, you know, Pop Goes the Weasel song with the bells. Yeah. That was probably a dead giveaway. And I don't even, this looks like ice popsicles. It doesn't even look like regular ice cream. What is the name of this? Shahi Kulfi. I've never heard of that brand name before. They said it's like an Indian-based uh, um, 
you know, I've never heard of it. Flavor. I've never heard of it, but I'm uh, I am willing to learn. Are you willing to learn? Yeah, I love ice cream from all over the world. I like uh, the, if you go into the buy at the grocery store that Tillamook. Have you ever had that one? Uh, yes. That's super good. Very creamy. Very creamy, and they have uh, pretty decent flavors. That's from like Oregon or something. Something like that, yeah. yeah. And then if you want uh, some ice milk, you just pick up a half gallon of Friendlies. Why would you want that? Well, I'm. Why would anybody want that? I'm just saying, if you if that's your thing, if you're into mm-hmm. low quality ice cream, nothing wrong with Friendlies. That's fine. Is it really? Yeah, that's no, fine. It's I, good. I don't know about that. There are there are worse. There are worse. What's the worst ice cream you've had? Ooh, the worst brand? Yeah. Mm, boy. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the Eli's. Oh, Edie's? Or Edie's. 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 That's Edie. what it was. Yeah. You know why? Because that used to be good, and then Nestle brought bought them out. That's and then why. And they cheapened up the ingredients. Edie's. And then, and, uh, you know, now... Now it's not even ice cream. It's called frozen dairy dessert because you have to, by by all standards of ice cream, you have to have a certain percentage of milk fat to be it for it to be. Otherwise, it's a frozen dairy treat, and and that's that's not nearly as uh, interesting. Right. You know, Briars used to be good, and then that uh, went downhill. I don't know when that happened, like in the nineties or yeah, I don't know. 2000s. I was gonna say I was gonna say Briars, but then you know that that uh, that Edie's actually has been more disappointing to me than any of the others. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't uh, there's a there was one local one that I bought one time. It was like in a store. Yeah, and I was like, I don't. And I'm not gonna say the name of it because I don't want to disparage a local business like that. Sure, but it wasn't good. And I don't know if that was the seller who was selling it as part of their. Uh, it was kind of like a co-op kind of yeah. thing. I don't know if it was the seller who had let the ice cream maybe melt. And then refroze it again, and then was still selling it because it was like very yeah. icy. I don't I like know. icy ice cream. Uh, uh, what? I still prefer going to like a like a local place that has ice cream there. You know, like get myself like a freshly scooped cone. Oh yeah, I kind kind of like that experience. Go to Moolicious over there in uh, Southway. That guy's making uh, all kinds of good treats. It's good. There. It's a little bit of a haul for me. You know what? So anything of a distance, if it's worth going for, you'd go there. Yeah, but I got a couple of really great places not too far from me. That that one in Munson and the uh, yeah. and uh, Rice has got good ice cream. No, Rice has got really yeah, good real good ice cream. Saying so, you know, why why would I travel all the way to Southwick when I I don't have to go that far for good ice cream? Elsie's Creamery over at uh, Randall's. Ano- another good, good possibility too. Right, you know, Ludlow is not that far. Is that the Moomint? What's the What's the one uh, I like over there? It's got like cookies and. I don't know. I'm not in your head. You should. You should. Be no, it's that's a very frightening place to be. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be cloudy with a high of 36. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 43. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, uh, yeah. Springfield's Class D1 and Cream with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be uh, cloudy today uh, with a high of 36. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 43. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah, so uh, yesterday we told you that uh, we had been to Fletcher's in Longmeadow yeah. to, for uh, for lunch. The uh, the video uh, companion to that uh, that lunch is now available on TikTok. 
Yeah, it's on mine right now, but here's the thing. I am not like some kind of social media guru on how to put these videos together. That took me like a good part of the day to put together a four-minute video, not even a four-minute video. You'll get better at it in time. Eh, Will I? Sure you will. I yeah. don't know about that, but anyway, uh, but but uh, you can see all the good the good delicious things that we uh, that we shoved down our throats the other night, and you also see uh, Marty joining us uh, directly from his colonoscopy, which is you know that that's almost uh, heroic. Yeah, but uh, I put that uh, that video that TikTok link yeah on the Bax and Nagel Facebook page, and gotcha. now that's available there. It's on mine. It's probably on yours by now. Oh, it's- good. I'll get the views on my TikTok instead of the station, which uh, you know. No, no. I mean, I the, your TikTok will uh, will uh, get assessed the uh, the the likes and listens. Yeah, I know. I'm just yeah. saying, like, I, I just, I don't know what I'm doing. I know you don't know what you're yeah. doing, Steve, and that's okay. This is like, uh, you're just learning. It's I don't like think it. I've ever really known what I've been doing. <laughs> no one around here does, and that's uh, why we've set the bar so low. I went uh, last night. Uh, kids and I went over to do some grocery shopping. I, I, I was trying to. I usually was trying to do grocery shopping, you know, before they got home from school. Right. But now it's like they're getting to that age where, like, nobody can obviously tell me what they want. So I'm like, we're making this a field trip. You know, we're all going together. Right. Man, wasn't that, wasn't that like the most worst thing that you did was to take a trip to the grocery store with your parents when you were a kid? I used to hate that. I used to uh, yeah. insist that I sit in the car. Yeah. And see, wait. Yeah. You well, would never do that today, but, you know, back in the... 70s and early 80s that's uh that's the best you could hope for but uh, it makes me wonder like these products that are like the knockoff brands mm-hmm. at aldi's because we go to aldi's for for the grocery shopping sure it's a lot cheaper to go to an aldi's than it is to go to thing the only thing i don't like about it is the the produce like you have to eat that almost right away like it's not something you can keep like for a few days. No, you gotta you gotta get get yeah. cracking on it right away. Um, but like uh, the cereal, uh, there's it's Crown Field Frosted Flakes with this weird looking lion on the front, not a tiger, yeah, a lion. So it's almost like Tony the Tiger. I think Family Guy had a joke of like, oh, that's Terry the Tiger. Their <laughs> food, <laughs> <You know. laughs> their. Okay. And uh, they just got some, like, you know, these wacky uh, things that look like, like, instead of shredded wheat, it's wheat shreds. Yeah. It's like, let's let's remove some of the words around to, to make it. Well, I was, I was there last week. Like, uh, so uh, occasionally I like to buy myself a box of cereal. Yeah. I like cereal. And one of my favorite cereals is the, the Raisin Bran Crunch. Yeah. Which I think is the, uh, oh, a fantastic cereal. But at Aldi's, it's Raisin Bran Granola. Raisin Bran Granola? It's the same box, same color, oh, same so picture. Looks exactly, same. looks exactly like the uh, cinnamon. Uh, the, it looks exactly like the, the Raisin Bran Crunch box that you might find somewhere else. But there's no sun with the two scoops in his hand. No. I think it says uh, uh, there's like a moon that says an adequate number of raisins. A very adequate number. Yes. It's a... <laughs> It's perhaps two utensils full of yeah. raisins right. in every box. At least two. Yeah. Uh, it's like Timmy the Tiger. It's sufficient. 
but they get instead of pinwheels, they got cartwheels. Oh, it's, I know. It's, it's just like walking into a bizarro grocery store in there. But they have some pretty good products. Like this, the stuff is uh, is is just as good as uh, and and the one thing that they have that they sell at the Aldi's is the Gianelli sausage. That's a brand name from upstate New York. Is that a it's, good sausage? It's like some of the best Italian sausage you'll ever have. Really? And they now sell it in the Aldi's, at least at the one in Westfield they sell it there. Really? Yeah. So wow. I would uh, I would uh, highly recommend getting that. This- See, we, we, we now have a, uh, and I don't want to you know, take too much time on this, we now have a Sunday morning tradition where we go out to breakfast yeah. at, at our place in Ludlow at Evans, yeah. and then we go to the Aldi's in Chicopee, uh, we make sure that we always get a quarter and change at uh, at Evans, so we can go get our cart. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you need the quarter. Yeah. If you don't have any coins, you're, you're SOL, pal. You're jipping that wage staff a quarter every time you go there. No, I oh, believe me when I tell you, I always overtip. Okay. Uh, but I but I get a quarter, put it in the uh, put it in the in the cart. That cart is mine for as long as I want, and I will zip right through the aisles and just be dumping things into uh into the in the cart, and I'll be ready to go. Yeah. They, uh, that's that's and then I go home and I don't do anything. It, it's a hell of a perfect lot, Sunday. It's a hell of a lot cheaper than going to like a stop and shop or something. I agree with that. I, I can't believe how like how much this stuff costs. Even like you go to a regular like like a stop and shop, you're spending like probably another hundred and fifty dollars that you would have for the same exact things that you went oh, to. Oh, I've, I've easily spent like hundred and thirty bucks on three bags of food. Isn't that ridiculous? It's a it's a bit much. Yeah. Wow. I find I find it to be a little annoying. Let's stick with Price Right and Aldi's. It's six fifty-seven with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, there are over three hundred thirty million people living in this country, and of those three hundred thirty million people, there's a large share of them that enjoy watching the thrilling game of professional football on television. I happen to be among those people. However, you might be surprised to learn that despite its undeniable popularity, there are many more people who simply do not care and do not watch. What are those people choosing to do instead? Is anyone's guess. I just don't happen to care for many of those people. Get a load of this. According to the latest information, more than 38.5 million people have been glued to their TVs or devices during the first three weeks of the NFL postseason. This represents a 9% increase from last year. It's also the largest television audience for the first three weeks of the NFL postseason that anyone has enjoyed since 1988. For example, Sunday's AFC title game between Kansas City and Baltimore became the highest rated AFC title game of all time. 58.4 million people were glued to their TVs to watch the Chiefs advance into another Super Bowl. And at its peak, the audience was as high as 64 million people, making it the most watched non-Super Bowl television event that CBS CBS has enjoyed since 1994. Even the NFC title game saw an 11% increase with as many as 56.6 million people watching. In fact, it was the highest rated NFC game in at least a dozen years. Could Taylor Swift have had something to do with this? Maybe, but I would remind you that she wasn't on both games on Sunday and that CBS only gave her 44 seconds of total airtime, which is a fractionally less amount of time than you might have expected. The rest of these telecasts were all about football, and yet there were still 274 million people who were able to find something better to do. Folks, no wonder this country is in trouble. We can't even agree on what to watch on TV. Should we be, uh, should we watch 
postseason football like reasonable people do? Or should we follow the large majority of Americans who simply couldn't be bothered with them enjoying themselves like the rest of us? What the hell are these people doing with themselves? No football, no Taylor Swift, no Tony Romo, and we consider these ratings to be a monumental achievement? What has this country come to? And what is it too late to fix? Because something has to be done. It's an election year for crying aloud, and I like the way things are going. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, everyone's got different needs this time of year. Maybe you need a snowblower or an ice scraper. Rocky's is your winter storm headquarters before and after the storm. Whether it's ice melt, shovels, windshield washer, fluid, or more, Rocky's has got it all before and after the storm. I'm back. So that's my view. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 710. And you too with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, mostly cloudy for the rest of today with a high of 36. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 43. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, you're, uh, are you considered middle-aged? That's a good question. Cause, what, um, what is, what is middle-aged? Let me look that up. Yeah, because because uh, I I mean I assume oh forty five to sixty five. So we're both right in that realm. All right. Okay. Of, so of yeah, I'm I'm, I'm middle aged. But you know, there once was a time when once you hit fifty five, you used to be considered to be a senior citizen. I'm not quite there yet. Well, again, uh, middle aged is up to sixty five. All so right. So I feel good. There you go. Uh, and this is uh this is this is a how middle aged are you? Okay. Okay. You, number one, you can't sleep past 9 a.m. But we work in a job where even on the weekends, I can't sleep past 5. Like, I'm up in the mornings on, oh, yeah, on no. Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, it doesn't matter. Even if I'm on vacation, I'm up very early. So I don't know if that's just a product of this career or... It's a product of the job. I know for me, if I sleep past 7 o'clock on a weekend... yeah. I feel like I've slept the entire day away. Right. Like right. I wait like the whole yeah. day's been wasted because I was sleepy. Uh you can't start a movie past nine PM. I'm gonna up <sighs> the ante on that and say seven PM. I can do seven. Because mm. most of them are gonna end like around nine. Yeah, but I, I got it. I've been going to bed like so very early within the last year. Like you know, Especially when when the darkness w- w- comes around, like yeah. When the when the, f- when the winter starts to kick in and you get those days where it's the sun sets at four p.m., you know I'm in bed by like six thirty seven o'clock. Yeah. Do you do you remember when I was uh when I was young and, and your uh, heart was an open book? You know I you did. did. You know yeah, you, you did. did. You know you did. No, I, when I was young and and uh, vibrant, yeah. remember those days? No, yeah, I don't. Remember you don't. That. Okay. Well, it, ha- it there was once a time when I was. Spry. Those, yeah, spry, yeah. barrel-chested, uh, right. full of piss and vinegar. Those days are long gone, of course, of course. But you know, back then, I would do this job and go to bed at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. Now, I'm in the bed by 8, and I'm pretty firm with that. I may yeah. not be asleep by 8, but I'm in the bed, and I've begun the process of falling asleep by 8 o'clock. So if, if I can't get something done by 8 o'clock... And that ain't gonna happen. It's gonna right. have to wait till the next day. Movies are included in that. Uh, you rely on younger people for tech support. Mm, not yet. Mm, I do. I know I do. Um, because like I asked my, kid, I'm trying to make a video. I put it like a video of my stand up comedy. Yeah. Up the other day, 
and I'm trying to like, how do I move this text, you know, down to the bottom? <laughs> so I was like, I said, I handed it to my I handed it to my daughter, and I said, can you can you see if you can move the text? And she just takes her finger and moves it down like it was it was so easy. And I'm like, how come I couldn't do that? Because it's more intuitive for the kids because that's how they just operate. I, you know, it was so old people. Where that never happens. So you remember when we did the live show? I had yeah. to have my kids help me with the editing process of the videos that I made. Yeah. Now with the the TikToks that I do for the for the podcast, I'm doing them myself. That's why they're so horrible. That uh, I'm just that's this is what I'm saying. Like when we do them, I don't think they're that as good as when a, a younger oh, person I, I, puts them together. Probably not. But I'm not doing as many cuts and yeah. and and you know take you know cutaways. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. it's basically one video and I'm adding graphics to it. Yeah, remember we had the, the the intern Molly in here. Yeah, and she's like making all these videos. Oh yeah, and we're like, what 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 is this uh, what is this malarkey you're putting up there, young lady? <laughs> these, these young whippersnappers and the yeah. tikitakis. How, how did you put that movie quote behind that uh, whole video? Mm -hmm. I don't understand. Wasn't that a movie? Well, I think I saw them. How did you get the voices from the movie onto your TikToks? I don't get it. I don't understand. <laughs> She's figured that out. Yeah, she has. Uh, let's see. You used you used to fix typos with whiteout. I remember that. Yeah, I never really did the whole whiteout. We used to sniff it. I mean, that was the. Oh that yeah, was, that, that we well, do the, that too. Yeah, yeah. We do that too. But that, then, but then, but then it would dry out, and yeah. you'd have to buy more whiteout because you had a twenty-page paper due tomorrow. And then they changed the formula because they caught on to all these young kids were sniffing whiteout. Listen. Uh, Sniffing glue was great fun back in the uh, in the early days. Oh, I used to sniff that rubber cement. Oh man, oh yeah, that was so good. good. Art, like like, like ever do ever. like a, like like models like model cars when you were a kid? Oh yeah, yeah. That glue, yeah, that would yeah. really go to your head. Uh, you've called a thirty year old a kid. I'm starting to do that now. Uh, I've 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 actually I've actually referred to people I went to high school with. Yeah, who are my age or slightly older. You call them I'm kids. still calling them kids. Yeah. That's yeah, a kid I went to high school with. Yeah. He's 60 now and <laughs> retired, I but hate, he's a kid. I hate when, yeah, I hate when somebody who's like maybe a year older than me calls me a kid. No, we're the same. We're in the same realm here. You know, if I was like maybe five to 10 years younger than you, then sure, yeah. you can call me a kid. You know, you know, I, I, I hate, this is kind of like a, a little bugaboo uh, of mine, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, sex with older ladies and uh, bear traps. Yeah. This is what I got a real problem with. Whenever you know, we are referred to on a television station as bad boys. Oh, that yeah, drives me freaking crazy. We are not bad boys. We I'm are not shock jocks. I'm a 57-year-old man who's very worried about his cholesterol and doesn't sleep very well at night and has some concerns that perhaps his prostate is swelling. I'm not a boy yeah, anymore. Not I'm, any a, I'm a real live man. I'm a real live man, and I, I make noises and grunts and all those other things too. Uh, you swap ailment stories with your friends. Oh, my God. Yes, that is so true. Yeah, I'm starting to do that now, too. Oh, God, the sciatic is killing me. Last summer, yeah. I got together with a bunch of kids I went to high school with. Yeah. <laughs> all of us. We're all, you know, we're all 56, 57 yeah. years old. Every single one of us, for like a good hour and a half, we're only talking about all of our medical ailments. And at some point, I said, are you kids listening to us right now? Yeah. Are you listening to what we've become? We've become our parents. Set around the fire, kids. We're going to talk about my AFib. And then my knee issues.
And then my high cholesterol. Did I? Did I? I did tell you about my lumbago, right? Yeah. And then I had a long conversation with the doctor, and now my blood tests are back to normal. <laughs> uh, you're on Facebook, but not Grinder. Uh, no, I don't know I'm not how on, that makes you middle aged or not. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not on Grinder, but that has nothing to do with age. Wait, Grinder is the that's for for men. Seeking other men, right? Isn't I, that what that yeah, is? I believe that's true. All right. Uh, I, or it's a sandwich. I don't know which one. Well, I guess that means two things. Then, it, right? does. It? Yeah. it does. It uh, does. You write appointments on a paper calendar. I don't do that. No, nah, I'm still on my phone. Uh, you're not quite sure how you got that bruise. I wonder that all the, all time. the time. Like, where did that come from? I would show you the one I got right now. It's like let, right, it's right on my hip. Let, remember the other day I started bleeding in here. Yeah, and I'm like, how did I cut my hand? I don't even know how I cut. And now it's like this giant, like cut right, a wound on my yeah. top of my it, wrist. I got a bruise like right on yeah. my right on my hip. I don't know where that came from. I had like a little. Like a little blood blister on the tip of my finger. Yeah. It was there for like two weeks. I couldn't remember what the hell I, I had done. Uh, you gain weight just by being near food. That's pretty accurate. Sort of accurate. Yeah, you go into a bank to make a deposit. I still do this. I like inter- now, I like human interaction. I like to, uh, I want to know who's taking my money. I, uh, I, I do, I have direct deposit, you know, for work. I rarely ever get checks from anybody. Yeah. But when I do, I'll go to the tube. You go to the tube. I'll go to the tube. And I'm the out. Tube. I'm out walking into into a bank unless there's a problem with the tube. I always have a fear that my money's going to get stuck in that little canister somewhere between the window and the, and yeah. the person inside. Well, they just send up another uh, another canister and knock the thing up out of the tube. You know, we should really imp- implement that system for other things. I like tube technology. I, I, I wouldn't mind sitting in one of those tubes and being sucked into another room. When I was a kid, there was a guy, it was this rich guy that lived down the street from us. Yeah. He built this like weird looking house. It was like almost future. I think he won the lottery or something and he built this like unique house. It was kind of like, looked like a, something from the future. Yeah. And his mailbox was one of those tube things. Oh my God! He was probably cool was he was probably maybe uh, thirty yards away from the from the end of the driveway. Right, and you could see it was like a tube, and the and then the mailman would put the tube. We'd we'd stand there and watch it because we were in such awe of uh, this bougie guy with the mailbox. Yeah, you know, before banks started to use that tube technology. Yeah, and uh, I was a kid watching the Jetsons. Yeah, and like George Jetson would you know come home from work. He'd sit in that little chair and get sucked up into the tube and into yeah. his house from the garage. Yeah. I always thought, oh, my God, can you imagine a world in which that would be a possibility that you could put a grown, full-sized man into a tube and, yeah, you know, by force and be yeah. transported to whatever room he needed to go? I don't see why we haven't done that now. I would love that possibility. Um, you've taken a keen interest in bunions and corns. I don't have any interest in them. I find them... Uh Having had the uh, the life threatening bunion surgery, yeah. it is uh, it is always on my mind. I never had the corns. My mo- my mother used to get the corns all oh, the time. Those are painful and it, too. And then she'd wear those Doctor Scholl's sandals. Yeah, right. Did she put those little round? They they look like they're, they're band aids, but they look like Cheerios on the corns. Yes. Yeah. Yes, right. Yeah. Yeah. Cheerio corns. Yeah. Were, uh, lovely. Uh, you've dialed a rotary phone. Yes, I've I done have. That. Uh, you still have a landline. Do <sighs> you have a landline? 
I got a landline on the cable bundle, and it, I only use it in case I have to do a phone interview yeah. on the podcast, gotcha. and that's it. Otherwise, it's I'm all cell phone. But, and if it weren't okay. for that, I I wouldn't even have bothered with a with a landline. Here's the thing that annoyed the crap out of me when I ha- I used to have that with the cable company. Yeah, with the with the, uh, with, the with the with the phone. I would I wouldn't even I wouldn't even give the number out to anybody. There was only like three people who had the number, and it was family. Yeah, and but yet there was spam calls all the left time. All the time. Right. It's like eh, I didn't really care for that, so I wound up getting rid of it. Uh, and you can't find your glasses. Are you always losing your glasses? Uh, I know you wear them at home. I wear them at home, but um, I don't lose them. They're usually always in the same yeah. place. I lose like keys or my wallet. They're right on top of your head, by the way. Right. I do that too. The keys in the wallet. Yeah. And then uh once I once I discovered the AirTag thing. I once lost my wallet for like 4 days, but I knew it was at my house somewhere. Right. And I kept looking and looking and looking and looking and I couldn't find it anywhere. It's always the last place you look. It was in the clothes hamper. In the butt. it had I had kept them in my pants and then put the pants in the clothes hamper and they fell out into the bottom of the clothes hamper. Yep. And uh man, I felt like a dip like that yeah but, but what a relief when you found it but now uh now with the air tag i can find it anywhere i want yeah i need to get those you do need to get those. i do they're really it's one of those things that you need to keep up with technology it's 723 with bax and nagel on rock 102 it's 726 with bax and nagel on rock 102 dan brown will give you the forecast because he's the expert uh check out uh Baxi's musical podcast this week my guest is uh jim fairchild for the band granddad he's also a, a touring member of the band Modest Mouse. Really inter- interesting interview. He's done a lot of uh, solo stuff. He is the A&R director of Danger Bird Records. It's a really cool conversation. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Do yourself a favor. Subscribe to it. It's absolutely free. You can even leave a nice review. That'd be very helpful to me, too. That would be very nice. So please, uh, make sure you're listening to Batchy's Musical Podcast. Every, new episodes every Monday morning. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this uh, state police scandal thing. Yeah. going on right now but uh, i've got some emails from uh, some drivers who are uh, very very upset about this really yeah well huh. okay. we uh, read them uh, yeah i guess why not what the hell oh we get letters letters every day mailman mailman mail today Oh, we get letters. That's not about today. Oh, Mailman. Mail today. All right. Well, first of all, I got to talk about the Hawkman and his, uh, he, good morning, Mr. Nagel. Heard you talking about the guy who owns X has a company. He's putting a computer chip in people's heads so people could like disabled like myself can walk and actually do a lot more. Uh, have a great day. Let me know what you guys think. It's the Hawkman. Okay. We already talked about that yesterday. Yeah, that's yesterday. Go back on the podcast, talk man. Right. What are you doing all day? You can go back and listen to those episodes. (laughs) Uh, CDL bribery. This is uh, titled. This was a long time coming. All four of those guys are POSs. What really uh, sucks is the people who put in the hard work at practicing for the CDL test in mass and get screwed over by these guys to inflate their pockets. The pass rate in mass is so low because some of the troopers that do the testing have found a way to make it a money grab. 
The federal government should investigate the CDL unit of the Mass State Police, and I'm positive that they will find more corruption, without a doubt. You know, that's the thing that I said earlier. If you're the guy who went to NETS, you, you studied how to do all this stuff, it mm-hmm. took you forever to do these air brake tests that are a big pain in the butt, and parallel park a 53-foot trailer you invested and all this. In a, you invested in a big thermos. Yeah, listen, th- th- those those schools aren't cheap. No. To put yourself through. And, and the, yeah, for you to go through all of that and then have some guy go, oh, well, they, he bought this trooper a new a new snowblower for his, uh, <laughs> for, his CDL for, his, for his CDL license. That's actually not a bad trade-off if you're the guy uh, who didn't really take all the classes. But I would be very upset if I was the uh, the truck driver who went through all the training. Yeah, and, and diligently went to every class and uh, and studied. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then, you know, the ironic part is seeing the state police pull over trucks almost every day when you come over when i come yeah. over the south end bridge you see that one get that one cop he's like the the truck driving cop right and he, he pulls over those guys all the time well the good thing is there's no reason to believe that the uh, the Massachusetts state police have done anything wrong in the past listen they're all on the up and up <laughs> every single one yeah, yeah absolutely the, the weird thing is like i know like uh, you know so do I. Pretty good handful of troopers that are yeah. actually good people. Like exactly. They, but it's it's these guys that make the rest of them look bad. Yeah. Well, then that's the ain't that the way it is for everybody? I guess so. What, what, what you think? There's radio people making us look bad all the time. I guess we should name a new puppy then. Maybe that would go. Oh, ready for the letter from News is next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Cloudy skies with a few icy spots early this morning and the clouds stick around again today. Maybe just a few bright. 7.33 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news and it is brought to you by Health New England. They're here with you every step of the way. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. Four men, including two members of the Mass State Police, were released from federal custody on Tuesday. Afternoon. After pleading not guilty to charges of running a bribery scheme in which the state troopers are accused of exchanging commercial driver's licenses for goods and services worth thousands of dollars. State Police uh, Sergeant Gary Cedarquist of Stoughton and Trooper Joe Stoughton. Uh, I I don't live out there. I don't really care. Stoughton. Stoughton. Uh, well, if you ever see it again, it's just, it's Stoughton. Okay. Uh, and Trooper uh, Droll Rogers of uh, uh, Bridgewater whatever, were arrested uh, Tuesday morning and appeared in a courthouse uh, after federal prosecutors unsealed a 74-page uh, indictment that said they, uh, Indictment. I'm pretty sure referring to these people, it's indictment. Possibly, but it's indictment. They said they uh, detailed a four-year scheme that saw two dozen drivers receive commercial licenses through preferential treatment. Two others, 42-year-old Scott Camara of Rehoboth and uh, Eric Matheson of Boston, were also charged in the same indictment. Both uh, were friends of Cedarquist, federal prosecutors said. Cedarquist faces more than 50 charges, but the bulk of criminal counts listed in the indictment, including conspiracy to falsify records, conspiracy to commit extortion, and other charges related to falsification of records and statements. Oh, boy. Camera faces uh, one count of conspiracy to falsify records and one count of perjury. Rogers faces a single count of conspiracy to falsify records, and Matheson faces a conspiracy to commit extortion. The four defendants were arraigned during a uh, brief hearing in U.S. District Court in Boston on Tuesday 
afternoon. Federal prosecutors did not ask for the group to be held in custody, and all four were released on their own uh, recognizance. Magistrate uh, Judge Judith Dine uh, ordered them to avoid contact with each other or with witnesses in the case. In federal court filings, prosecutors painted a picture of Cedarquist as a sergeant who abused his position to personally enrich himself and enlisted fellow state troopers to further the driver's license bribery scheme. They would have gotten away with it if it weren't for those meddling kids. Yeah. Among other goods, uh, prosecutors said Cedarquist received a repaved driveway valued at over $10,000 and a $2,000 snowblower. All to be won here on the Massachusetts State Police Prices Ride. Estimated retail value of obtaining your CDL license from the State Police of Massachusetts? Uh, $3,000. I'll take $2,900 and a new roof. Uh, in short, as alleged in this indictment, the uh, CDL licenses were for sale and troopers were bribed with free goods to pass applicants no matter how they performed on the test. Cedarquist left the court Tuesday through a throng of reporters. He did not comment. Colonel John Mon Jr., uh, the interim head of the state police, uh, said uh, the agency condemns the actions of the four current and former CDL uh, unit members as alleged in the federal indictment in our internal affairs investigation. Uh, Cedarquist was suspended uh, on March 7th of 2023 mm. and transferred out of the state police commercial driver's licensing unit 10 days later. Rogers remains on active duty, and uh, Edward P. Ryan, representing Camera, described his client as a decorated fireman of 17 years in Fall River and an Army veteran who yeah. served in Iraq. Camera had no previous uh, criminal record, Ryan said, noting his two clients, uh, noting his clients' two charges in the 74-page indictment. Now you said it uh, a little while ago, and, and I agreed because I uh, I have the same experience. We both know a decent share of state troopers, and they seem like perfectly reasonable fellows. They're decent people. They seem like very very nice people. Yeah. I've always gotten along with them uh, quite well, but. If you go back in time in uh, of, of, of Massachusetts State Police news stories, it's like uh, the 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 controversies never ever stop. Like no. it's always something. If it's not overtime, it's it's this thing or that thing, and and now it's this. But it's you know it's not just the Mass State Police. Look at what went on in Connecticut just recently. Oh, I know. With the whole fake name thing, just to make oh hey we're doing that we're doing that whole uh, equal opportunity ticketing thing by coming up with fake names of white people. Exactly. So this is what I'm saying. I mean, I know we again it's not every state cop that's doing this, uh, but it's enough to make you wonder hey what's going on over there. Yeah. And not just in Massachusetts. It just you know you wonder is. Is this what the job is really all about? And how can I get a part uh, a part in that? Yeah, I want a little piece of the pie too. Where's my driveway? I can write. A, I can. I can say you passed the driver's test. Yeah, I, I got some home improvements I'd like to think about. Yeah, uh, it could easily be paid for with uh, money that I may have influenced with bribes. Well, I mean, uh, you know, like the gutter guard guy. Last year, yeah. First, he started out with five thousand dollars, and then we whittled it all the way down to two thousand uh, dollars because of a couple of different routes we could have taken as far as uh, knocking that price down. Right. That's kind of a bribery scheme there too. Well, in a very yeah, right. real way, that's true. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, the plowing this year in Springfield is a numbers game. And uh, this year, the odds are not working in the city's favor, not even close. When a snowstorm hits, ideally, the city will have 150 plows ready to clear the 440 mile of roadways. Working for about 24 hours straight, the main roads and side streets will have been plowed at least once and hopefully be reasonably clear, said Chris Signoli, director of the public uh, Department of Public Works. The past couple of years, we probably raised the rates 20% plus, and we also added an incentive payment, Signoli said. This year, you get an additional $750 if you show up to all the storms. Wow. Yeah. That's well, an easy bonus. What did that uh, get Springfield uh, for the first major snowstorm of the season? A total of 100 drivers, only 88 of whom showed up for a difficult storm, and that started with five inches of wet, heavy snow, and after a two-hour lull, dropped about another six inches of lighter, fluffier stuff. We have 55 to 60 percent of what we need. At the same time, I'm down driver, Signoli said, what the, what that results in in it taking longer. The city council's audit and maintenance and development subcommittees last week held a joint meeting <laughs> to discuss the problems that stemmed from the January 7th storm. With three more months left of winter, members said they wanted to learn more about why the roads were so poor and to find answers. Or as Mayor Dom Dom said, issuing a pub after issuing a public apology the day after a storm, we must and will do better. How many uh, drivers were they expecting? A uh, hundred. And 100. only 88 showed up. All right, so you got like a dozen dudes that didn't bother to show up. So my guess is something is motivating them to not work. Yeah, I don't get that. There's got so This story doesn't tell you why those 12 drivers didn't show up. It just tells you that they didn't show. People don't want to work. Yeah, but there's it, more to it than that. There's though. there's yeah. got to be more to it than that. It, it's not like you just got like a dozen guys who decided to be lazy on a particular day, especially when there's money to be made by plowing. Yeah, you know, it's not like these guys gave up plowing. It just for whatever reason, there's something else motivating them to not show up on a day that they are most needed. Uh, inside the DT DPW, I'm short ten drivers. That's a third of my staff. Signoli said. Uh, people do not apply, and the ones that do do not want to deal with the residency inside Springfield. Okay, that's one that that shouldn't have a residency requirement to it. It's a it's a, re- a residency requirement. It sounds like that's what he's saying. Like you have to live within the city limits of Springfield in order to be a plow driver. That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense when you're talking about something that is not concerning the governing of the te- of the city versus. An operation of the city to make the city keep working. I know um, a lot of people are really hung up on the idea of um, of living in the town that you work. The residency requirements of uh, of certain positions. Yeah, I've never really understood that. Plus, he says that pay from the city of Springfield is sixty percent of what employees are earning outside of the city. I lost eight employees over the past six months because of pay. Well, you know, there you go. Maybe that's a part of why those 12 didn't show up. What happened to all this money that we were supposed to get from the casino and and all these things to fund all these things in order to raise money and make life better throughout the city? There are certain things that that money was earmarked for. DPW services, I don't believe, were ever one of them. And DPW, uh, you know, funding is often, you know, is often removed off the table you know, yeah, they, 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 that's they, always they, they're all, it's always a shell game yeah. with with their 
with their budget. So like there are some winters where, you know, they, they run out of rock salt. Yeah. Well, what do you mean you ran out of rock salt? We don't have the money. Well, did you not anticipate that you'd have more than two storms? Yeah, you know, these are things that happen all the time. And yeah. it's like just because a casino is here doesn't mean that everyone is getting paid at an increased rate. That that's that's just not how it operates. At the same time, it is harder to hire private contractors. Construction companies frequently would take the work since they have the equipment and often close down jobs for the winter, but fewer do now because they can't get drivers either. Interesting. Yeah, which is kind of weird because you think a, a private contractor would pay a lot more than a than a city driver would. Yeah. Uh, city Councilor Tim Allen also asked if it was possible to use the water and sewer department workers, but Signoli said none of their equipment is fixed with plows. Most don't have the necessary license, and there would be uh, likely uh, union issues if he tried to hire them. Well, Plus, they only deal with water. They don't deal with snow. Again, if there's a residency requirement, then that may be hurting you. Because, uh, again, if you have a job. All right, so, for example, Steve, you live in Huntington. Yeah. Many, many miles away from here in East Lawmeadow. Yeah. Okay. Do you think you'd have any more incentive to work if you lived in East Lawmeadow than if you did where you are depending on what the price of the salary was that's not what i'm getting at the answer should be no it shouldn't have any effect on how hard you work right because you have you know a certain level of pride in your work i mean not a lot but a certain a certain amount i mean it's are you talking about me i'm talking in in general I'm, i'm okay all right let's say okay so yeah, you know, so Pat Kelly lives in the yeah, area. Yeah, All right, let's say uh, let's say it's Dan. Okay, Dan, Dan lives yeah. out of town. Yeah. So uh, so Dan, uh, do you think he has any less would have any more pride in his work if he lived in East Law Meadow as to as opposed to where he lives now? No, I don't think it makes any difference. No, he comes in here every day with a smile on his puss. Yeah, and and, and I and I gotta believe that residency. Whether you're a firefighter or a policeman or the superintendent of schools, see, doesn't the, really matter. The thing with me is I have too much pride to actually live here in this town. That 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 that's the real. I thing. and I get that. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, we, we there's too many banks around here. Too many banks. What are you talking about? I don't think it's enough. I just I I just saw the sign again when I drove there where they tore down the old Boston Market. Yeah. It's becoming a Chase Bank now. Yeah, and I'm like, thank God, Chase finally uh, marked their territory. Here. Yeah, because I don't, I have, yeah. I have been so confused. Where could I find a bank do we in have town? A, do we have a Bank of America around here? We have a TD Bank. <laughs> we have a Bank of America. Yeah, I got a Berkshire. We, we got, got a uh, Liberty. Liberty. Yeah, we got, uh, uh, the M and T Bank. M and T Bank. Yeah. What else is Which there? Which is awful, by the way. That's I, I'm, I'm, I'm not judging banks. No, I'm, I'm judging that bank. That, not, that, that was the old United Bank, which was uh-huh. awesome. Yep. And then they sold and they merged and became People's United Bank. Which is strange because it was a People's Bank yeah. just down the street. And now it's, uh, now it's M&T, which uh, means uh, your account is always going to be MT from all the fees that they charge all you for right. running yeah, a checking listen, account Steve. there. Well, if you don't like uh, banking there... You're at least 15 feet away from another bank at all at oh, all no. points I, in town. I've taken my banking to Aura now. That's where I go. The credit union? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Because I, I I just don't understand like you know the, when they they change hands all the time these smaller little banks. Yeah. And then it's like, did you people enjoyed what we were doing here with the old company? That's, Why would you not keep the same rules 
and now you're charging money like the Listen, threshold to have a free checking account is like a thousand dollars higher than it that's, was. That's the the nature of banking today. M and T. There's nothing wrong with any of these banks. That's why Islam don't need no, so many. It's the, it's the Wall Street of Western Massachusetts. There might be not anything wrong with any of the other banks, but that particular one is really uh, really grinds my gears. Yeah, the banks don't, the banks don't really bother me. I'm surprised the townspeople of East Longmeadow haven't chased them out with torches and pitchforks. We stop you and your fees. That. We can get a better right across the street. That's why Chase is coming in. <laughs> your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, mostly cloudy with a high at 36. Tomorrow cloudy with a high of 43. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Uh, Men, the new year is here. Springfield's Classic Rock at 755 in the Who with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Cloudy today with a high of 36. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 43. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, yeah, hey, believe it or not, uh, the winter free, the free music Fridays continue, the uh, the winter version. Uh, this Friday, Steve is going to be with the road crew for Aquanet. Everyone loves Aquanet. He'll be there from 7 to 9. Aquanet. Yes, stop by the Rock 102 table to register you for a chance to win some pretty cool prizes and enjoy a hell of a night of fun at the Aria Ballroom at MGM. It's not outdoors. It's indoors, nice and toasty. Everyone gets to enjoy themselves. Plenty of parking on any day. There's not a hockey game going on, and there is no hockey game going on. So make sure you go this Friday, Aria Ballroom at MGM to see Aquanet. It's the Free Music Friday concert series at MGM with Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, Do you uh, own any cookbooks that you follow? Uh, yeah, I have a couple of cookbooks. Like, what were they barbecue related or something like that, or what? Um, what do you what's uh, what's your good? Thing? I used to have uh, a lot of cookbooks. Yeah. Uh, they never, they didn't make the, uh, they didn't make the transition uh, with me. But there's a bunch of, uh, uh, no, not. I mean, I got a barbecue cookbook. I got soups. I got a regular cookbook. I got a couple of them. How about a Chuck E. Cheese cookbook? Had it been available, I would have gotten it. Chuck E. Cheese is releasing his own cookbook. It's called the Chuck E. Cheese and Friends Party Cookbook. It's coming out March 19th, and you can pre-order it on Amazon for $23. Wow. The uh, the mouse himself is credited as the author. I thought he was a rat. I thought he was a mouse. A mouse with buck teeth? Yeah, right. No, yeah. I thought that was a rat. The, the rats have the teeth in the front. Um, maybe. Anyway, his full name, of course, is Charles Entertainment Cheese, but he opted for the more recognizable Chuck E. as his pen name. It's full of recipes for parties and large groups, so mainly children's birthday parties. But if you're a true fan, there's no reason you couldn't use them for a rehearsal dinner or maybe your company's next shareholder meeting. Yeah, especially if you don't ever want to be asked to host a party again. It's 128 pages, and it features other well-known characters like singing dog Jasper T. Jowls and their animatronic chicken Helen Henny. It's not clear how many of their actual menu items are in it, but but what I thought they only had pizza there. Do they have other things other than uh, pizza? Yeah, no, I think there are other... It's been a long time since I've been in a Chuck E. Cheese, but I do believe there are other things in the menu. Uh, recipes include things like Kansas City barbecue chicken pizza. Uh, oh, what? Uh, all right, so here, what you do is you get a piece of cardboard, 
<laughs> and some ragu, and uh-huh. you pour it over the top, and then you take some uh, cheese whiz, cheese whiz, and uh, use that, and then top it with some chicken uh, that was uh, pulled off of uh, one of those cans of deviled underwood chicken. Yeah. yeah. By the way, no, uh, no salt or anything, because yeah. you wouldn't want to ha- induce flavor into something like this. Uh, Halloween-themed pigs in a blanket called mummy dogs, uh-huh. and a rainbow marble unicorn cake. They say the new cookbook is meant to extend the Chuck E. Cheese experience beyond their actual restaurants. What about Why the, would you do that? What about the drunken fights that they have there? Yeah, like the parents, parents, right. Do they teach you how to make jailhouse hooch for when you're stuck in prison after getting in a fight at the Chuck E. Cheese? Did they teach you how to fight the headache you receive by being around all that noise at a Chuck E. Cheese? Maybe. It's kind of like going to Chuck E. Cheese, but without the constant video game dings and occasional fist fights between drunken parents. <laughs> That's kind of how we do it. That's what it's all about. Everybody's got a ch- cookbook. It's 7.59 at Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, yesterday I spoke a little bit about the thrills and excitement for this weekend's NFL Pro Bowl activities in Las Vegas, Nevada. I told you about the skills competitions that begin tomorrow. I told you about the 7-on-7 flag football game, which has totally replaced the historically boring and tepid football exhibition that has long been a Pro Bowl tradition for generations. Instead, they have replaced it with a low-contact flag football game for cash prizes, which is something you might see at a Blunt Park or the Kennedy Compound. And while the idea of this week's Pro Bowl activities may seem moderately interesting to some, they aren't the only ones preparing for some excitement. As hockey fans from around the world prepare for this week's NHL All-Star activities in Toronto, Canada. Yeah, that's right. The NFL isn't the only kid in the block throwing a shindig this weekend. The NHL is doing it too. Just like their counterparts in professional football, the NHL has got a whole lineup of activities that will blow you away. Such as the All-Star Skills presentation presented by DraftKings. This includes 12 players competing in all kinds of different events like the Fastenal Fastest Skater Competition, the Rogers Hardest Shot Contest, the Upper Deck Stick Handling Event, the Tim Hortons One-Time Competition, the Scotiabank Passing Challenge, and the Cheetos Accuracy Shooting Competition. The top eight players will advance to the Honda NHL Shootout where the winning player can land up to $100,000 which, based upon the current Canadian exchange rates, would be worth $134,190 in hard, cold Canadian cash. And of course, you'll have all the All-Star game to watch on Sunday too, which I'm sure will be very exciting as well. So the question is now, with all these exciting choices to choose from, which one are you more likely to ignore the most? Are you going to aggressively ignore the NFL Pro Bowl activities, or are you more likely to skip the NHL's All-Star weekend? Frankly, I'm a little bit torn. On one hand, I have a stack of things I'm currently binging on on Peacock Plus that the NFL made me buy a couple weeks ago. Plus, I also have to lead my life. And some of those things require some more attention, too. Could it be possible that I might be able to choose to ignore both of them? Believe you me, it's a strong possibility because I prefer to be entertained instead. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, sometimes you just got to get some help when you're looking at power tools. And AJ at the Ludlow Rockies can be the person to help you. AJ's been at the Ludlow Rockies for years and especially good with power tools. Good people like AJ and rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102.
Springfield's Classic. Two Springfield's Classic Rockets, 813 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, cloudy for a good part of the day with a high of 36. Tomorrow more of the same with a high of 43. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. Just, uh, just to throw out a guess, how many uh, celebrity bartending events do you think you and I have done over the last, I don't know, 15 years uh on the low end probably like 25 let's just say, <laughs> easily right right uh, probably a lot more than that yeah so. easily yeah. on the on the low end it's probably uh, at least that number well we do what we can to help the community that's oh, what we do yes absolutely and if, and if what we do means shaking people down for extra cash i will do it yeah doesn't absolutely. matter what the, the the charity is uh there are good charities there are okay charities and uh and that's fine I'm uh, scheduled to do a celebrity bartending event at the Loophole Brewer, uh, Brewery yeah. uh, in uh, in downtown Springfield, uh, and that's coming up in March, and it's for Junior Achievement. Okay, great organization, happy to do it. Uh, very uh, very excited about it. Right, got a good bunch of people uh, serving as celebrity bartenders. Everybody from the mayor to uh, to Nate Costa to the sheriff, uh, you know Adam Gomez, Jake Oliveira. I mean, you know, legitimately yeah, yeah. legitimate. Uh, local uh, celebrities. Well, legitimate local people. Yes, uh, it's yeah. local celebrities. Yeah. I'm not talking right. like actual, you know, right. like you know, you know, Kevin Bacon's not going to show up, right? You know, you know Robert De Niro ain't going to show up downtown, and if he does, it'll be a surprise to everybody. But I'm pretty sure he's got other things going on. Well, you can't bring a nine month old into a bar anyway. Probably not. And I don't see Robert De Niro being a like a put strapping on a baby right. Bjorn to bring the newborn into a bar. Hey, you can never know. Um. In all the times that we have done a celebrity bartending event, I've never been asked to be certified in anything mm-hmm. because you're like what I do is uh, I don't really bartend. I shake people down. That's yeah. that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I and I always wind up raising a good deal of cash doing it. Right. But every bartender at this event has to be uh, uh, undergo tip training. They got to be certified yeah. in order to do it. Why? You don't know how to make tips? Oh, I know how to make tips. The question is, do I know how to identify a drunk person and a, uh, and a fake ID? And I have to say that uh, prior to the training, uh, apparently I didn't know exactly how to identify a drunk person or to uh, look at a fake ID. Okay. I mean, I know what my fake IDs look like. And right. uh, the examples I saw last night during that hour and a half long trip uh, tip training, uh, that wasn't like uh, the one I had. No, well, technology has changed greatly since uh, you were using fake IDs. I was not only using a fake ID. I was using a guy who was six foot three and blonde hair with blue eyes, and it worked every time. Really? Yeah. You had a fake. They had that much of a fake. Well, so uh, yeah, when I went to college, you know, the drinking age was nineteen, and I was eighteen in, my, in that first year. So uh, there was a guy on my dorm floor. So we'll just use my state ID. I'm like, okay, uh, and it worked, which I yeah. couldn't. Imagine because it, it it said six foot three. It showed blonde hair, blue yeah. eyes, and his name was Joe. And I could never spell his last last name because it had a T and a Z and nobody ever a questioned you on that. Nobody huh? ever really. questioned a thing. Well, and now the laws have changed, yeah. and you know there's much more at stake and much more liability than there were back in the mid '80s. Right. And part of me uh, you know, didn't want to have to go through all this, but then part of me is going, "This is maybe the smartest thing I've ever heard anyone do," because. You're having people cram into your uh, into your establishment, and you don't know what's going on. That's a, you know what? That's actually a very smart thing to do. It actually this, is a very very smart for thing. Whoever to do. this person is that's uh, hosting this thing, making you uh, make sure that you know 
what to serve, how much to serve, because it really is. I don't. I think if you're like, because I used to think this way. The 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 booze brain. Yeah, thinks that hey, you should just be messed up as I am. Why don't you have one of these drinks? We've talked about you know my pours that I've made you a cocktail or two before. Yes, that was like ten cocktails in one glass. Right. Uh, so which would be illegal in at least forty-seven states. Right. Right. But uh, but if you're talking about serving to the public, like that's not a good idea because no. these people are going to be getting in their cars and they're going to be driving away from this thing. And if you've overserved them. Then it's on, it's on, on me, you. and it's yeah. on the owner of the, it, of the, the, the business. Ultimately, it's on the owner of the business, but the, you can get sued as well. Yeah. So, so uh, Hefe, who owns uh, you know, Loophole, is a, is a really good guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he helped raise a whole bunch of food for the Mayflower Marathon. Right. I've known him for a while. He's been involved in Cigars for Soldiers. Great guy. But this is the first time I've ever been required to do it. And as I'm yeah. going through the, the training, I kept thinking, you know what? Uh, on one hand, when I started this, I may have resented having to do it, but by the end of it, I'm going, you know what? If I were in Hefe's shoes, I would have forced everyone to do the same thing, yeah, too. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Because you're absolutely right. You know, when someone walks into a bar, that's on you if they yeah. get overserved and you just keep continuing to pour and pour and pour. Let me ask you, was it an old couple who did this class? No, it was all online. Oh, okay. I did, did it on, I did it on my phone, and it was like uh, you, you see a couple of videos, actually hilarious drunk videos, yeah. uh, and uh, and then you know like a, you know, a bunch of quizzes, and you had to get at least seventy five percent in right. order to get the certificate. See, we used to have these uh, these people because I used to be a bartender, so I'd have to go get certified for this like every couple of years. Yeah, and there was this old couple that would. It was like a husband and wife team, and they would do this like they would act out scenarios, and it was oh man, it was a, it was quite the hoot. It's like a dinner show. It was like a dinner show. Yeah, that's cool. And they were, but they were like really serious about it because they have you. Obviously, it's a subject matter that you have to be serious about, uh, and it was like really bad acting. But at least you got the point. The point yeah. got across. You know, as I'm I'm watching these uh, these videos, these these recreations of. You know, people being drunk in a bar yeah. and acting like total jackasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what I found so funny about it is in almost every circumstance, I remember being that guy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> right. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I've, like, I've done that yeah, before. Like in every circumstance, you know, I don't drink nearly as much today as I used to do when I, when I was was younger, but I'm like, yep, mm-hmm, no, I did that. Oh, I, I may have said those things. Oh, I, I may have been forecasting my uh, inebriation. And I'm like, how much of a jackass must I have? Uh, there must have been a, a trail of jackass, you know, it, jackass, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, entries into logs did, that could have traced me down for years. Did they do it schoolhouse rock style with like uh, belligerent Bill, who's wrapped up like a like a DUI police report? My name is Bill, and I'm a drunken Bill. Yeah. Right. Did they, did they do anything like that, or was it like real life humans? In it was like real life humans yeah. in a bar. Yeah, like some, like there was some guy who was was completely incoherent at the bar, and he had a like a a a sober friend at the bar, and yeah. the and the bartender says, "Could you know, could you do something with your friend?" Yeah, and that was like one of the uh, the scenarios, and there was another one where uh, these two old guys walk into a bar, and they got younger women with them, and they're too drunk to get served, and they they didn't even get seated in this restaurant because right. they were loaded. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've been that guy. So I have been that guy. These uh, the, these people that I did my class with, they were teaching all these different tricks on how to fool people into believing that they were getting a stronger drink than anybody else. Yeah. Where you pour like the vodka on top of the drink as opposed to stirring it in. Right. And then take the little stirrer straw and then put the straw in the top so you get the initial sip is going to be a blast of booze in, the, in their mouth, and they're going to go, whoa, Ooh, that's a strong thing, one. This is yeah. a strong one. But but it's really important that you do this, because especially for, if you're an owner. Yeah. Because that was one of the examples that they, that they gave in this class was, if you are drunk and you walk into a bar, even if you didn't order uh, anything from there, if you just happen to be there meeting some friends, but you're hammered, Yep. You get back in your car and you leave. That could be, you could be liable for whatever accident this guy got in right. on the way home. You know, or, or I'm I'm sorry. The you, bar could be you, liable for the accident you got right. into on the way home. But if you're the manager of a bar, yeah, or the bartender, if you document that you refuse to serve this person, mm-hmm. then you protect your business and yeah, your yeah, license yeah, yeah. a little bit more. So, you know, like documentation was all about that. So, uh, you know, if you're in a bar ritualistically and people know you're there and you act like a jackass and got to get uh, you know, barred and kicked out, they're writing it down. Now, and uh, for good reason. You know, the other thing that I was a little disappointed in in the tips class, they don't teach you how to make drinks. They should do that. Too. Yeah, no, that's you're absolutely right about that. You know that. what I mean? Uh, what about a sidecar or a, a Long Island iced tea? Or Actually, a- there was a video of some woman who uh, was on her third Long Island iced tea and told the bartender, could you make this one a little stronger? It could barely taste the alcohol in the first two. <laughs> like, oh, my God. How kidding? much booze do you need? It's all booze. I mean, they're all booze and a splash of uh, of soda, right? Yeah, splash well, of Coke. Well, there's sugar in there. It's the, the uh, what do they call that, sour mixes in Ugh, there? Yeah. God, it's like awful. Well, but, yeah. I used to drink those. When like I was twenty one, yeah, like, going out to the bar, going, yeah, I'll take a Long Island iced tea. I wouldn't. It, none of, none you would of never that. do that when you're like an actual adult. Once you hit the age of like twenty five, your 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 consumption of Long Island iced teas should cease. If you really think about it, alcohol doesn't even really taste good. It really doesn't. Not good enough to justify the ramifications of doing real uh, of doing something really stupid. You know, if somebody says, "Well, I, I do, uh, I like, I drink Bailey's for the taste." Well, what if it didn't have any alcohol in it? Would you still drink it? No, no of course not. It's all about <laughs> the, you know, it's under the guise of I'm 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 doing this for taste. Or I yeah. like the taste of this. It's uh, it's a bunch of. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I'll let you know when that event is. Yeah. It's March 6th, but I'll, we'll talk uh, more about it as we get close. It's going to be a good one. We have a, you know what? This makes you eligible for all the celebrity bartending events, and I don't have to because I'm not ter- certified anymore. So you got yourself a new job, pal. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Lucky, lucky me. Good thing you told everybody about that. <laughs> it's 824 on Rock 102. Good, good evening. Live in concert, Saturday nights at 9 oh, yeah. on Rock 102. Field. 833 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Six people, including current and former Mass State Police troopers, have been arrested as part of an alleged bribery conspiracy to give guaranteed passing scores to certain commercial driver's license applicants. 
According to the Department of Justice, two current and two former Mass State Troopers, along with two civilians, have been arrested for allegedly passing unqualified CDL applicants in exchange for items like a snowblower or a driveway. That's pretty good take. That's uh, what I'm saying. Can I ask you a question? I haven't even asked this yet. Yeah. What kind of snowblower are we talking about? Well, I, uh, what's the one you hock down here uh, for Rocky's Ace Hardware? Uh, well, I mean, uh, you know, Aaron's is a good one. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the old Husqvarna's are good ones. Uh, yeah. You know, there's all kinds of great, uh, all kinds of great power equipment to to choose from. I would imagine it would have to be a good, solid snowblower in order to risk your entire career of exchanging a CDL license. Yeah. Well, a, I mean, I would want one that you know, it's got kind of like a wide deck on it. You know, to really, yeah. you know. To really toss that snow uh, in, in yeah. wide, you know, wide lanes. Uh, here's the uh, people arrested: MSP Sergeant Gary Cedarquist, MSP uh, Trooper Joel Rogers, a retired MSP uh, Trooper Calvin Butner, 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 retired MSP uh, Trooper Perry Mendez. That sounds like a singer, doesn't it? Yes, Perry Mendez. Yeah, Perry Mendez and the CDL. Uh, Perry Mendez and the CDLs. <laughs> Is he the son of uh, Sergio Mendez? I believe he is. Yeah, yeah okay, I good. Think that's what it is. Scott Camaro, who's a civilian, and Eric Matheson, also a, a civilian. They're all from uh, from Boston or or. or well, know. Camaro's from uh, my hometown of Rehoboth. Oh, right, but that's the Boston area. I would. I well, would say. I mean, you know, we don't really see it that way. You're Ten minutes out of Providence. Yeah, I but mean, I think anything uh, uh, east of Worcester is considered Boston. But 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 it's it's yeah. it's not. It's it's technically South Shore, Bristol County. But you know how that goes. No, I really don't know how it goes. It's just uh, I know that they that part of the state doesn't care about much what goes on around here. Well, they don't really care about yeah. Boston that much. The full forty-five minute long drive, uh, and they're all charged with uh, conspiracy to falsify records and yada yada yada. Butner and Mendez were arrested on Monday in Florida and scheduled in federal court at a later date. The remaining men were arrested on Tuesday morning and are scheduled uh, at two p.m. in a federal courthouse in Boston. That was yesterday, so I'm mm. pretty sure uh, that went well. MSP Sergeant uh, Cedarquist was in charge of the CDL unit, and Trooper Rogers and retired Troopers Butner and Mendez were members. The unit is in charge of administering CDL skills tests between May of 2019 and January of 2023. The four troopers and others worked together to give preferential treatment to around 17 CDL applicants by agreeing to give passing scores on their skills test whether they passed or not using the code word GOLDEN to identify these applicants who receive special treatment. That was part of the uh, the text messaging campaign that they did. Text GOLDEN to 77,000. <laughs> and, and, and win a free driveway. A free driveway or a snowblower. Wow. You could be part of all the one of these number of prizes. Text allegedly uh, from Cedarquist and Butler talk about some of the applicants, and each one received a passing score, such as, Hey, your buddy passed yesterday. He owes you. That's an automatic fail, leaving the door open. <laughs> this guy's a mess, LOL. He owes you a prime rib six-inch, four compounds, and no watch. Uh, your buddy's a mess. He owes you big time. He'll be fine, though. Anything for you. Uh, golden mess with crying, laughing, sideways emoji. Crying, mm. laughing, sideways emoji. Crying, laughing, sideways emoji. Crying, laughing, sideways emoji. Crying, laughing, sideways emoji. You know, we got it. We got it. Yeah. No, I haven't finished yet. One more. Okay. Crying, laughing, sideways emoji. You know, that would... guy really likes that emoji yeah. because he used it again like three or four other times in the other text messages. You know, if I were a state cop, I wouldn't, you know, 
I mean, to me, a driveway or like a three thousand dollar, you know, snowblower. I mean, that to me, that's a little, a little opulent. I would have gone for something much smaller. You know, yeah, maybe a leaf blower. Yeah, you know, something like a, uh, like a ba- trimmer. Yeah. You know, something less underneath the, uh, you know, the yeah, how much money right. would be whatever it consists as a felony versus a misdemeanor. Like I tell you what, okay, I I will make I will pass you, but I want one of them blackstone griddles from the backyard. That's what I really want. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. That would be they? awesome. Blackstone griddle. Those are. They, I've cooked sausage and peppers on one of those things before. How'd it work out? Oh, uh, awesome! You yeah, get, you get a whole uh, hot space cooking space. Uh, yeah, you, do, you can do eggs on there. You can do sausage. You can do uh, hash browns. You can. I do would any take one of those for a bribe. Sure, I absolutely yeah, would. Absolutely. Too. Here's another one. He's a mess. Class A truck two psi loss with truck running truck. Cut our again while timing. I guess that's, I don't know what that means. You know, they have but to rely sideways on- laughing, crying emoji. Sideways laughing, crying emoji. Sideways laughing, crying emoji. You know, maybe if uh, some of those state cops spent more time understanding uh, good English grammar, then, you know, we wouldn't have to go through all this exercise of reading these texts because I don't understand a damn bit of anything that was just said. Uh, total mess, this guy, and I think sometime we should just do what we can but not golden- so I guess he didn't get the golden shower ah, that's too bad. award. Get the golden shower award from the Mass State Police. Oh, yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, they put the P in MSP, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> According to the uh, Mass.gov, a commercial uh, driver's license allows a customer to operate a commercial motor vehicle. you got to be 18 years old to apply, but you got to be 21 uh, to drive a commercial motor vehicle in interstate commerce. In Massachusetts, uh, the pass rate was 48% in 2019, 44% in 2020, 41% in 2021, and 41% in 2022. But it was probably lower than that because these guys didn't pass. Yeah. They were just marked down. They just had a few bucks to burn to help uh, move the process. Executive director of the Trucking Association of Massachusetts, Kevin Weeks, said that uh, this is concerning, but want to reassure the public that the safety is taken very seriously by most reputable companies when operating these large vehicles. I remember years ago working at that uh, the choo-choo yard when I worked up in uh, in Worcester. Yeah. And I remember the guy coming to the window. It was like truck drivers coming in left and right, dropping their loads, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this one guy uh, came in, and uh, he was coming from Boston to uh, Worcester. And uh, we had to put everybody, we had to take everybody's license and then put it into the system. Right. You took their license number and everything like that. It was part of the deal. And uh, I remember the the coworker asking, he was like, hey, I need to see a license. Right. And the guy goes, license? He goes, yeah, <laughs> your thing, your thing to drive, to drive the truck. Oh, license, license. No, 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 police take away. They take away. <laughs> and they're like, well, how did you get here? I just drive. I just drive down Mass Pike. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, that's that's lovely that you've been driving around without <laughs> – you're driving what uh, sixty thousand pounds behind you, right? And, and you're not driving with a license. Well, I mean, you know, thinking about what he did get out of it. What did he get out of it? <laughs> I don't know. He didn't get anything out of it. I think they made him wait, and then he then he then he wasn't allowed to drive the truck uh, back anymore. But uh, yeah, this is yeah. But a, for a lawn tractor, he would have gotten it. I guess so. This is like eastbound and down. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, can we pull that one up on the, uh, uh, on the spot? We should, uh, we should save that one in our yeah, little yeah, list of east, songs here, too. He's down. He's bound and down. Yeah. Do I have it? Well, while you, you find bet. that. Gonna, I got it. You got it? Oh, yeah. There you go. Damn. Damn. 
Here we go. Eastbound and down, loaded up and trucking. We gonna get a CL today. We got a long way to go and a driveway to pave now. We ain't found in Stone Lords Avenue Run. Keep your foot on the pedal. Pedal, pedal. Like a big giant. I don't even know the rest of the words. I just like that song. Yeah, it's a good one, boy. Uh, Wednesday, today, marks one year since MGM Springfield opened the Bet MGM Sportsbook and Lounge. That's great. Yeah, Bet MGM Sportsbook is a sports betting hub that is designed for New England's passionate sports fans. Anyone 21 years or older can bet on a variety of sports at MGM Sportsbooks, such as uh, basketball, baseball, football, hockey, and soccer, with different wagers available depending on the game. Did, you, did you people? Don't, you uh, don't say. Did people not know this? Is that why they needed to I, I, explain? I really don't know. I mean, I uh, I mean, I knew what the sports book was. I knew that MGM had a sports book. Do you think uh, somebody from Twenty Two News goes over to MGM and goes, "See, we did good, didn't we?" We talked about your birthday of the sports book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did good. Yeah, thanks so much. It's like, now get out of here, you kid. <laughs> You're just, imagine them going up to the front door of MGM. So, what goes on over here? What's what's over here? What do you got? We got to see what we saw. We went to the casino and we saw bells and whistles going off. No, it was crazy. A, yeah, and this is a, a sports book where people can bet on sporting events. You don't say. No way! This is crazy! How long has this been going on? Oh, about a year. You don't say! Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? You think that whole thing about it being scripted is true? You think I should put all my money down on it? Well, uh, well, son, it's not really for me to tell you who I think is going to win the Super Bowl. It's how you feel the Super Bowl is going to end. Uh, a Northampton resident took home multiple awards at the 2024 Breckenridge Snow Sculpture Championships in Colorado. David Rothstein emerged uh, triumphant at the 2024 Breckenridge Snow Sculpture Championships, claiming the gold medal, People's Choice Award, and a share of the artist's choice as a member of Team Mexico. Uh, the remarkable feat marks only the second time in the competition's 33-year history that a team has achieved all through three prestigious awards. Rothstein has expressed the profound significance of having his work valued by both judges and peers. I don't carve for glory. I carve to make people happy. Wow. And I do a clean sweep for all the awards for a people's artists and judges, and I think that speaks to the versatility of snow and conveying messages, and it's just a wonderful thing because it just holds promise for the future of snow carving. This guy is pretty talented. Did you see the, no. uh, See this guy? Uh, some of the sculptures he came up with? What was the guy's name? Uh, his name is uh, David uh, Dave, Roth Dave Rothstein. Breckenridge, it's right. uh, pretty elaborate. He's got oh this, man, yeah, he's got this like Bitcoin thing sculpture uh, that he's got going on here. Wow, this guy's. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I felt like I was uh, you know doing a pretty good job when I made a giant penis in my backyard out of snow. Yeah, but this guy, this guy takes the cake. The uh, winning sculpture titled "The Beggar" stands at an impressive sixteen feet and is crafted from twenty-five tons of snow. The artwork features an emaciated, starving man surrounded by an enormous Bitcoin, symbolizing the universal digital currency. Rothstein uh, conveyed the sculpture's underlying message, stating, Without a rich heart, wealth is a hungry beggar. This guy is super talented. 
See, he's going into like the deep meaning. I'm just like yeah, amazed that you can carve a face and a body out yeah. of the snow like that's, that. That's I mean, he's probably one of those sand sculptors too. Probably does that in the uh, the the, uh, the summertime. Those things are cool too. Yeah, when I was at like Hampton Beach last summer, yeah, they uh, they had him out there. It was raining, but you know, but all those uh, those uh, sand castles were out there. Unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. It is pretty amazing what people can do. I'm know? not one of them. Uh, no, I'm not one of them either. I can't. I can't even make a block with the red thing with it. You stuck in the snow. I, I know. could never get a perfect block with that thing. Did you have one of those? The block maker? I did, but it always came out looking crappy. Never looked like a real igloo like it did on the cartoons with the Never. Bunny cartoon. Yeah. With the little Eskimos rubbing noses together. Uh, my sandcastles were always half rate at best. Always lost interest. Yeah, I never, uh, it's it's just, it's too complicated. I can never see it through. Yeah, I start the project, but then, you know, for whatever reason, I get distracted by the shiny thing or, you know, some girl in a bikini or an ocean, yeah. like, a, you know, maybe there's like a, a whale that's beached themselves. That's more interesting to me in the water. I can make a castle out of sand. When you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Yeah, look, I'm six Capri Suns into this, and this <laughs> hasn't uh, moved at all. <laughs> Okay, this is labor intensive. Yeah, I'm right. here to enjoy myself at the beach. Give me another juice box and I'll be ready to go. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, cloudy with a high of 36. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 43. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Are you- Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Just about 8.53 in John Mellencamp with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be mostly cloudy for the day with a high of 37. Tomorrow, more of the same. It is Flavin in downtown Springfield. You know, the big game is coming up uh, very, very soon. Yeah, Not this weekend, but uh, the following weekend. And Rock 102 has your big game hookup. Go to rock102.com. Sign up for your chance to win a great prize package. One lucky listener. Maybe it'll be you. Could score a $100 gift certificate to the Hangar Pub and Grill. That's not too shabby. A $100 gift certificate to the Tudor House Liquors in East Longmeadow. That's not shabby either. No. And then you got the Solo Stove Bonfire, courtesy of Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the NFL and sponsor of Super Bowl 58. We'll choose a winner at random on February 9th. And again, go to rock102.com for your chance to win. It's the big game hookup from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Yeah, I haven't decided what I'm going to do for the big game. Maybe I'll just head on down to the Elks Club and uh, enjoy the potluck. Well, you don't have... Um, <clears throat> you I don't have TV. You, well, you, you've got, like, your streaming services, right? Yeah, I have, like, you know, I could order that and pay $70 for... Don't, don't you think the Super Bowl's worth 70 bucks a year time? No, not actually, it's not. I don't think it actually is. That's It's ridiculous how, you know, the whole idea of getting these streaming services was to eliminate cable television. Mm-hmm. And now it's basically like cable television again. You know, you want to watch movies, it's $15 a month for the Hulu. And if you want to watch TV, it's an extra $69 giggity dollars to do that. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's well, absolutely ridiculous. Listen, entertainment uh, comes at a cost for everybody. But I will be, I'll be watching the game. We may have a friend uh, over, over uh, yeah. and uh, I'll make an appropriate amount of snacks uh, for the game. An appropriate amount? Yeah, that's right. All right. Lots of snacks. Yeah. Because you can't. You can't watch the Super Bowl and not eat while you're doing it. You're just like that guy, uh, Bill Fletcher, the other day at Fletcher's Barbecue. Mm-hmm. I was talking about the grits, and he said, there's a healthy amount of Parmesan in there. Are you going to make a healthy amount of snacks for your friend? I will make a healthy amount of snacks 
but the snacks are not necessarily healthy. All right. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, like, a lot, I, like a lot of dips that involve cheese and stuff. My favorite is making my own pizza. That's my Super Bowl-like tradition I do. With you make your pizza. own pizzas? Well, I get the, I mean, it's it's nothing elaborate. It's it's like the pre-made shells. Right. But the, the kids and I always have fun doing that. And we watch the puppy bowl for a little bit. And yeah. I can't do that anymore. I got rid of the TV. They don't, they don't have, like, a like the puppy bowl streaming someplace? No, but you know what? The puppy bowl is definitely scripted. That bitch ran for 50 yards last week without anybody stopping. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's uh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and you know who's going to win the puppy bowl because the uh, the program has already been printed ahead of time. Yeah. And all you have to do is look at the uh, the color on the bottom of the, the program, and that'll be the winning dog team. Yeah, and you know what? what? Uh, there's uh, the, the, the one, of, one of the star uh, players is dating a pop star. Uh-huh. A pup star. A pup star. Will. Yes, yeah. right. And you know what? That's the whole thing scripted out. Yeah. If that bitch doesn't get her man at the end of the game. <laughs> and it's game over for the NFL. Yeah, you might yeah. be right about that, Steve. Yeah. I can totally see where that uh, could be a problem for you. What's your puppy bowl prediction? Two nine three one zero two one. What's your most bizarre conspiracy theory that has no basis in truth? How many bitches have you seen get tackled <laughs> on a field before, other than the New England Patriots this past season? <laughs> they should be playing in the puppy bowl. Yeah, there are no a kidding. bunch of bitches out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's 857 with Pax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102 has your big game hookup. 